Hey everybody, welcome to the latest episode of All Too Real 2. My name is Michael E. Cullen II, and with me, as always, is... Sesame and Lampshade and Akara. Lampshade? Yep. Why the choice of Lampshade? Because I looked at a lamp and I was trying to find something to say, so I said Lampshade. You know what? That's a good name. It's, it's not the craziest one you've come up with. No, it's it's a it's a tame one. Yes, it's it's pretty tame. So, anyways, today on the show we have one of our all two interviews. Um, I did an interview with my friend and uh, who's a filmmaker. Her name is Vanessa Leonard. She uh, wrote and directed this movie called A Story Worth Living, which you can now rent or buy on Amazon Prime. It's supposed to be coming to Tubi soon, I believe, too. Um, we'll have a lot of uh, info in the show notes of how you can find it. Um, but um, basically, it, it was a it was a really good movie that she she wrote, directed, starred in, and uh, it's got a lot of people from the Northwest Ohio area where I'm from. A lot of people that I know from the film film world up there. I've worked with. Uh, I was. In one movie with Vanessa, worked on another one or two that she was involved with. So yeah, I've known her for, I don't know, going on a decade now. Really nice person, um, very talented. She's working on her next script. We talk about that a little bit too. We didn't say what it was about, but um, she's, uh, it, it was a really good, important movie that deals with mental health and uh, some of the pitfalls that we have in the world when it comes to care for people with mental health and how, you know, sometimes we got to pay attention to people and make sure that our friends are okay and stuff like that too. Um, it, it, it sounds like it's all a bummer, but it's actually kind of a interesting movie that's at some point almost like a thriller when you kind of are just wondering what's going on in the life of this character of Allison that she created for the movie. Right. Yeah. And I mean, I, thought it was an important movie to for people to watch especially if you have any kind of uh mental health issues or know anybody that does in your life yeah we should review it sometime oh definitely we, we could do that yeah i think uh definitely we could review it um for the podcast um i really enjoyed it um i would highly recommend anybody go to amazon right now where you can uh rent or buy it um there's uh, lots of uh, other info that you can find about it that I will have in the uh, show notes so you can find all the information about where you can see the movie. She she toured this movie around the country too, which was awesome, and around the world and different uh, festivals. It it had its premiere at the uh, Chinese Theater in, in Los Angeles. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so, you know, that's a really famous place so yeah it was so yeah she she had a lot going for her uh 
kind of inspired me to start writing more. I mean, I, I, you know, I was already writing a screenplay that I'm working on right now while I watched it, but it actually gave me a little bit of inspiration. So, um, anyways, uh, here's my interview here with Vanessa Leonard. All right. Uh, first I'd like to welcome Vanessa Leonard to the podcast here. Um, how are you doing today, Vanessa? I'm well. The sun is shining, and um, I'm grateful to be here. Thanks for having me, Michael. Oh, no problem. Um, first, I uh, just wanted to congratulate you on a Story Worth Living. It was a great film. I really enjoyed it. Um, seems like a lot of work went into it, and uh, great cast and crew and everything. Yeah, thank you so much. Um, it's kind of like bizarre to think back, because we filmed it... Um, Years ago, pre-COVID, yeah. um, so it's been a, it's definitely been a COVID baby and all throughout that process. Um, but yeah, uh, I actually have an actual baby now, an infant in the house, and I'm like, oh my goodness, I can't even imagine trying to shoot, you know, a, a feature-length movie at the same time. So yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> amazing when people can do that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but um, yeah, it, that. A story with living. I mean, I'm sure we'll get into it, but yeah, yeah. a lot of work definitely went into it. <laughs> yeah. Um, start off. Uh, when did you get interested in uh, filmmaking and the arts in general? So actually, um, I was 12 or 13 years old. I was um, on a family vacation in LA, um, and I don't know. I just loved everything about. I I don't know. Just the just the environment and the storytelling and the just, I don't know, just something grasped me. And I kind of proclaimed then <laughs> to my family, I'm like, one day I'm going to be a woman filmmaker. Like I'm going to make <laughs> it happen. And um, yeah, I, I don't know. I think it maybe it was the Christmas before that vacation actually, but my parents got me some kid camera, you know, from Toys R Us. So yeah. not a DSLR or anything, but uh, yeah. And really from that moment on, I just started capturing everything, anything and everything whether if it was family vacations or concerts or events at school. Um, and then also I, you know, oh. I grabbed my younger brother and kids in the neighborhood and we wrote stories, short films and short stories. And mm -hmm. um, we filmed them and it was, it was a lot of fun, a lot of acting. And, um, and then obviously as I got older, um, unfortunately just, you know, as, as teenage teenagers do, but I got busy <laughs> with other things in high school um, but it's really cool uh, to be able to see that filmmaking is back in my life full circle. Um, what happened was in my early 20s after getting married um, and after life slowing down, if you can imagine, um, then uh -huh. because I went from working like two full-time jobs and a part-time job and planning a wedding and all this stuff to going down to one job and... Um, and then obviously after after marriage and my husband um, is a touring musician, so he went on tours. So I'm just sitting at home kind of twiddling my thumbs. I'm like, <laughs> OK, I need I need to find something to do. So, um, yeah, one day, I don't know, I something popped up on Facebook and, you know, come out and for a zombie movie. And I'm like, oh, that sounds fun. Yeah. So essentially I, I looked it up and um, it was legit. Like there was a, um, a studio and everything else. And actually I auditioned and. I actually got a speaking role, not just a zombie role, so That's that was kind of cool. Um, but really, as you can imagine, you being a filmmaker yourself, I mean, yeah. you get on these film sets. I mean, it's all about networking and talking to people, and um, really from there, it just kind of snowballed and connecting with different filmmakers in the community. Yeah, I mean that that is what it what it is. I mean, uh, I moved a little bit away from the area that we both are from, and I uh, kind of 
miss everybody, which is really kind of sad because I, I really want to get back into filmmaking, but I'm not that far away, so I'm good. <laughs> but uh, good. yeah, good. so I can always come back. Um, what uh, was the like catalyst that inspired this film specifically here that, uh, you know, got you uh, interested in writing it and telling this story? Yeah. Yeah. So essentially, um, back in junior high, high school, mostly junior high, elementary, actually, now that I think of it, um, I was really big into short storytelling, to be honest, even before the film aspect. So looking back, I can totally see how it kind of developed into filmmaking later on. Um, but I actually was really into short short stories. And um, eventually, uh, that's kind of what happened. I was in a really cool film in 2016. And um, I loved it. It was so much fun. And But unfortunately, after it premiered, um, nothing really came about from it. And I remember kind of when I got into filmmaking in 2012, in my adulthood, uh, in that, my, in my adult life, I should say, yeah. um, I kind of proclaimed inwardly to myself, um, that I would like to get into, um, a film festival I could travel to. And I never said it out loud, but I mean, it's obviously, you know, you always think of the big ones, yeah. you know, um, Sundance and Tribeca and whatnot. So, um, but as, and again, I'm sure we'll talk about it, but um, as I learned, you know, though the bigger ones really only care about the A-listers who are working on independent projects. Yeah. Um, so unless if you have yeah. like millions of dollars of investing money behind it. Um, but overall, I mean, I just, I learned quite pretty quickly that those are pretty unattainable on a pretty low budget film so um but that's okay so um but either way that was kind of my goal was to get to a film festival i could travel to and um in 2017 i kind of gave myself a pep talk um being the new you know new year's resolution january 2017 and i'm like you know vanessa you used to write your own films you used to or not films but you used to write your own short stories like let's get back into that so, um, I, it's kind of weird. I kind of not pride myself, but I, I kind of describe myself as a details person. I'm not an ideas person. I wish I was, but I'm, I'm not. And I mean, we all have our weaknesses and strengths and I definitely recognize that with myself. Um, so essentially okay. I sat on this idea like, okay, I want to write a film, a feature film. I want it to be a narrative drama. And I want it to be on mental health. But like, where do I go from there? Yeah. And essentially, I remember it was either January or February of 2017. I sat down with um, local filmmaker Larry Williams. <laughs> and he he definitely gave me a pep talk. And he's like, you know, nothing is new under the sun. Everything is kind of copied in one way or another. And maybe copied isn't the right word for it. Yeah. But, you know, duplicate it. You know, there's not a lot of unique stories out yeah, there. Yeah, they say there's only about like eight stories and that are just kind of told in different ways over and over again. So, yeah. Yep, exactly. So he said, essentially, you just need to come at a story with a different angle. You know, just change the pers- perspective just ever so slightly. So I'm like, okay, okay. So again, I told him, I'm like, this is what I want. I want a drama about mental health. So essentially, um, I was just kind of spewing that, you know, just for weeks. And eventually one night, occasionally, not so much anymore because I'll take all the sleep I can get. <laughs> but free baby yeah. <laughs> um i uh would have cases of insomnia and um <laughs> i would have a notepad or probably my phone let's be honest yeah um next to my bed <laughs> and uh one night i just kind of woke up or i you know again insomnia but i was awake and 
I saw the movie from start to finish. I saw what the first scene was going to be and what the last scene was going to be. Wow. And really from there, I just had to fill uh-huh. in the gaps and hello, I'm a details person. So that came very easy for me. Yeah. Um. But yeah, essentially I saw the film and I'm just like, okay, I know exactly where the story is coming from and what angle and what I'm going to write about. So the very next day, which this is probably bad writing and it's actually kind of funny because I'm slowly starting. I started it, I want to say a year or two ago, but I'm, I'm slowly starting um, or writing a next, my next feature okay. and I have an outline for it. Yeah. It's just really sitting down to write it. Um, <laughs> but I will say this. I did not have an outline for a story worth living. I just I just cranked it out. Like the very next day I had 40 pages written and then by the end of the week I had a full script. And again, I just it was I, I guess the expression is pen to paper. It was just yeah. fingers to keyboard, you know, like, mm-hmm. I mean, I was just hunkering it out i don't even know if hunkering's a word bear with me sleep deprived it's good <laughs> but sounds like um, a word it's okay <laughs> right right um cranking maybe cranking it out yeah um but yeah uh i just yeah i just i just saw it and it, i just ran with it so um and then of course i kind of sat on it you know i i took my time um summer of 2017 i did some odd jobs marketing jobs to save up for um just the budget and uh i also took my time with the script to see if I can add to it, take away, and um, and you know I had a couple of close friends read it, and they also gave their uh, two cents on it as well. So yeah. um, overall, though, we didn't delete any scenes, which is pretty pretty cool because I mean you know everything that was specifically for the film was very intentional. Yeah. So and I I like that about. Did you the, add any scenes? Script. I did. Yeah. yeah. So um, for those who've seen it, the bar scene was definitely added. Um, and then I want to say, yeah, and then the ending changed too. Oh, okay. um, so like with the phone calls and different things, yeah. um, that was that was different as well. That was not in the original script. Um, so yeah, we definitely changed a couple things, but overall, um, like no scenes per se were deleted. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so it, it it was fun. It was fun writing for sure. Yeah, as as someone myself who I suffer with anxiety and depression. Um, I, I just want to say thank you for making this film because it's, it's, it's a, it's a subject that, I mean, we talk about more openly now than we did in the past, mm-hmm. but it's still not something that is completely mainstream and sometimes is actually frowned upon. And yeah. it, it's, it's good to have, even, even if you just have a side character who has mm-hmm. some anxiety or mental illness or something that they're going through, it, it helps to be seen. I mean, anybody right. and any kind of representation in film is good. Yeah. Um, it normalizes the yeah. topic. I mean, pre-COVID, I mean, one in five adults have some sort of mental or emotional trauma. I can yeah. only imagine what those numbers are now. Oh, yeah. Um, so this film is definitely very timely. But what the reason why I wanted to touch base on mental health is because, um, one, to normalize the topic. Um, my husband has an extreme anxiety disorder. Um, I have friends with bipolar, borderline personality, um, depression, um, so, I mean, again, one in mm-hmm. five, you know, yeah. these people are friends or neighbors, family, coworkers. Um, and oftentimes when mental health, mental illness is portrayed in big budget movies, I mean, you have the psychopathic killer and the schizophrenic, you know, stalker. Uh-huh. And it's just very dramatized. And I'm like, you know, these people are very normal and they're going about their lives and living their lives and going to work and getting the newspaper. So I really just wanted to normalize the the conversation. Yeah, I mean, it. 
it does, um, you know, help when there's there's movies like yours or other ones that I've seen recently because I mean it seems like Hollywood's catching up a little bit now too. But it seems yeah, like I think so too. In, indie films are the where where it was for a while there when it comes to expressing, you know, mental health or any kind mm-hmm. of like outsider type thing or you know not your, you know, single line of uh, storytelling that we've had for you know a hundred plus years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, I agree. Um, how did you, uh, I mean, you, you said you wrote it all in a, in, in like one day. Did you have yeah. the characters in mind and everything like right before you started writing? Um, did you, because you said you didn't do any kind of outlines. So yeah, I so I didn't yeah. do any outlines. So originally, yes, I think all the characters were yeah. true to the original script. I think the character Brittany was added uh-huh. just again to show a little bit more conflict. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I want to say Brittany wasn't in the original script. Um, but again, I liked the I liked the idea of having a small cast, but then obviously um I also not too because like, you know, you definitely want to work with a lot more people. So, but it was it was challenging. I think we had like what nine speaking roles if that in a story worth living. Yeah. So, um yeah, so like I said, it, it had its I liked working with a small cast, but I'm hopefully looking forward to working with a slightly bigger cast, though, too, yeah. to be able to just have more diversity and whatnot. Yeah. How um, speaking of your cast and everything, how did you find the cast and crew for your film? Yeah. So, um, I'm not gonna lie. Just working in the Toledo area, um, when writing the script, obviously a couple people came to mind. I'm like, okay, I can definitely see this person is this character yeah. and this person. Um, but overall, when it came to the lead, when it came to Jacob Russell, um, when it came to, uh, well, and Brittany, when it came to Brittany's role, um, the, uh, book owner, um, bookstore owner, um, the bartender, I think that might be it, but those were definitely auditions for sure. Um, but yeah, the mom, the dad, um, the best friend, those I definitely had actors in mind. That's good. Yeah, I mean, it's it's always good to work with people. I and mean, I know you've worked with a lot of these people pre- previously in other films that you've been in. So that mm-hmm. was probably good because I know it's, you know, it, the the number one thing I always like on a set that I've been on, whether I'm acting or doing camera work or whatever, is getting along with the people. Because whenever mm-hmm. there's conflict, I go home and cry sometimes, you know, because yeah. it's just so bad, you know, you can't. Yeah, yeah. because it's supposed to be fun. It's mm-hmm. supposed to be a fun experience, yeah. a good experience. And yeah, absolutely. You want to get along with the people. Yeah, definitely. Um, can you talk about, I mean, how you worked with the cast and crew? Was it was it daunting, like in your first, you know, time directing a feature film? Yeah. Um, well, thankfully, I worked with an amazing cast and crew who were all very committed to the project. Um, very committed, and I'm so grateful. Um, but yeah, so Zach uh, Zach Kohlhoff was lead cinematographer. Um, I had yeah. Kayla Elizabeth, who uh, assisted, directed. Um, and yeah, all the actors. I mean, even the lead, the lead, uh, Joe Morales, who played Jacob Russell. He was driving three hours one way, so six hours a day um, to be in this film. And, like, he was just that committed. Um, And, obviously, I I really took into consideration his schedule, his his drive time. Um, 
so for instance, like we would be shooting, you know, say me and Melissa or someone, you know, we were, we would be shooting at like nine, 10 AM and I wouldn't schedule Joe to be on set till like one o'clock or yeah. noon. So that way he doesn't have to be up at, you know, 4 AM to travel here. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, it, thankfully I just, I had an amazing cast and crew who were just very committed and really saw this project and really believed in it. Yeah, it's good. I mean, it's 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 hard when you have people from out of town trying to do. I mean, I had to shoot in a movie I did like all scenes with one actor in one day, and then I had mm-hmm. a weekend for another actor who was kind of one of the major characters in the movie. So it was yeah. really fun trying to shoot around their schedules and then yeah. to shoot everything else, you know, other days. So it was good. Yeah, and using doubles. And one thing that. <laughs> Oh, sorry. And we use doubles too, but that was just. Oh, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah. I mean, movie uh. magic, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, one thing too that made this a unique experience because Joe, the lead actor, was so far away mm-hmm. from Northwest Ohio. Um, he lives on the east side of the state. Um, I definitely want to utilize his time to the best of my ability. Oh, yeah. Um, so I actually edited the film as we were shooting. So that way, if we had any reshoots, I would schedule them as we went along because again i just oh, wanted yeah. to make sure you know that we wouldn't be you know eight months later and like oh my gosh we need to reshoot this entire thing so um so that way we were just already in progress and already going yeah because it's, it's hard when you reshoot later because you know people don't mm-hmm. think about the fact that somebody could shave somebody could change their hair color yep. or do whatever you know and it's just yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah and then not to mention you just lose momentum and i've yeah. seen so many projects just kind of fall through you know fall through the cracks and they just oh, yeah. don't pick back it up pick pick back up so yeah, yeah i've been involved and started a bunch of those so i understand uh-huh. so, <laughs> unfortunately yeah yeah um how does the like i mean do you think you have like a like a stamp yet of like your artistic style or anything that you want to go forward with or you plan to do more dramas or more comedies or anything in the future or what are you doing so I know it's, it's so funny because I don't even like chick flicks like yeah. I'm just like I find them very predictable mm-hmm. yeah I mean I find like my personal niche like what I personally like to watch are um thrillers public yeah. suspense thrillers um probably some comedies too depending on my mood yeah um but yeah when it comes to like romance dramas I'm like half the time if someone recommends one to me, I end up like right, forwarding right. it to the end because I'm like, this is so predictable. We all oh, yeah. know how, how it's going to end. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I will see this if I can't give too much away. I am writing my next script. And like I said, I, I started it two years ago, but I didn't really like the direction it's going. So I've just kind of been thinking. And then I remembered um, I have a very good friend of mine and it is loosely based on her, a family member in her life. Okay. So, um, so essentially my next film is going to be a drama again, um, loosely based on real life experience, a situation and, um, and it's gonna be a Christmas movie. So I'm pretty excited about that. Changing the genre yeah. a little bit with that. That's good. Um, yeah. yeah. Cause I, I actually like the fact that you did a drama because a lot of indie films, like especially in the Toledo area, tended to be more like horror based for a while. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I was yeah. involved with a couple, but you know, it's just, it, it's good to see a different genre. I mean, cause actually my, my 
particular favorite genre is drama, so it was good to see that. Oh, so, yeah, that's so I was awesome. really happy to see that because yeah. Yeah, well, thank yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. Um, I will say this: like, I'm so grateful for my guy friends, like, yeah, because I'm just like, oh, sorry, guy. Like, thank you for supporting me and coming, but like at the same time, I'm sorry that you have to ch- sit through a chick flick. Yeah, and like they're like, oh my gosh, no, by you know, yeah. um, what is it called? Like, I'm trying to think. Um, by the second half of the film, part two of the story, there's yeah. there's a cool film act two i think that's yeah. what it is i'm like I'm <laughs> using that filmology yes um but yeah so by act two they's like no we were on the edge of our seats like it, it turned yeah. very much into like a a thriller kind of and i'm like oh okay yeah. i didn't see it that way but cool mm-hmm. so thank you um so yeah i took that as a compliment so even my guy friends really like it and really support it so yeah i mean in a way you could actually almost look at it as even a horror film or a thriller where the villain mm-hmm. is mental illness yeah you know, yeah, where it's yeah, kind of like, you know, yeah. Yeah, um, and not so much the yeah. character or the, yeah, the character playing it, because again, oftentimes it, that's where it goes. But yeah, yeah, it's mm-hmm. just the mental illness itself, not the, you know, yeah, not the absolutely. crazy guy with a hockey mask on or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing against horror movies, by the way, but yeah. Yes, but, yes, um, yes. <laughs> They're great. Um, I'm wearing a Scream t-shirt right now, so I don't have anything against them. So there we go. Yeah, there we um, go. The, uh. Um, is there like a specific uh, favorite part that you had about making this film? Like anything that stands out? Yes, actually, that is such a fun question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so when I immediately saw the film, when like I said, when I saw the film from start to finish yeah. that one night, um, it's kind of bizarre, but a lot of the scenes okay. that people like on the outside looking in they're like oh my gosh how did you go to a wa- like where's a waterfall in ohio like where's a waterfall yeah. and then they're like how did how did you go to the mountains like how did you make that happen like west virginia and like <laughs> how did you make um oh, what was the third scene i don't know there was an owl i mean all yeah. these crazy things like how did you make that happen how did, you know and so okay. um i will say this the waterfall and the mountain scene for sure i feel like there's mm-hmm. one more scene but it's slipping my mind at the moment. But definitely those two scenes are definitely, um, you know, very memorable in the film. I went to both of those locations with friends just on a random weekday. Uh-huh. I took off of work and um, just with girlfriends, we just we just took a day trip. You know, yeah. I looked up waterfalls in Ohio and I think this was like 2015, 2016. And I asked one of my girlfriends, like, hey, do you want to do you want to go waterfalls? You know, let's not take <laughs> TLC's advice. Yeah. <laughs> Don't, don't and um, I'm like, yep. yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I hope he gets that reference. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm like, do you want to go, you know, check out some waterfalls? Um, there's actually quite a bit in the Columbus area. And uh, she's <laughs> like, yeah, let's do it. So I remember checking that out. And um, I think it's uh, Indian River Falls, Run Falls, something like that. That's where we ended up shooting. And I remember that place. And then the, the mountains in West <laughs> Virginia, that was, again, another Oh, this is exhausting. <laughs> we yeah. did that day, like, because it's six hours one way. So if you yeah. think about it, that's 12 hours plus hiking in itself. Plus, I remember going to getting food there. Like, we were there for, you know, it was like a 16 hour day. And I remember it was a random Tuesday. I had to work the next day at the office. Like, oh, looking back, <laughs> I'm like, I could never do that again in no. my life. Um, <laughs> But yeah, when we filmed it for the movie, it was definitely a weekend. It was definitely a weekend shoot, and we we went there for the two days. But, but anyways, um, yeah. Uh, so 
the how I pulled those off though is because I just went there just mm-hmm. for fun, you know, years prior. And at the time, obviously, when I was visiting them, I didn't think, oh, this would be a really cool movie set or yeah, you know, I did not. But apparently they just really stood out in my brain and in my mind. And I'm like, you know, it, yeah, it kind of popped up and I'm like, yeah, I could totally, if I, if I could pull that off on a random Tuesday afternoon, I could totally pull it off for a movie. So, yeah. um, and thankfully we did. That's, so. that's great. I, I never knew that there were like big waterfalls in Ohio at all. So I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, there's quite a Santa. few. Yeah. yeah. I know. Yeah. I've, I've been to like some smaller ones, like in the Cleveland area. I actually mm-hmm. have a weird story where I, uh, this girl I was dating in college, first day, fir- first date, like we went out of town, we went to Cleveland. And we were in this park after dark where we were looking at the waterfalls and stuff. And we kissed for the first time. And then oh. we go out of the park and there's two cop cars waiting for us. And oh. uh, yeah, that, that kiss ended up costing me $150. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, I guess when the, yeah. what is it, the, the kiss, every kiss or yeah. uh, I don't know, there's no price or yeah. I don't know. my goodness. Yeah. So, yeah that, <laughs> what a story, though. I know. <laughs> I'm actually working it into a screenplay, so it's. Oh my gosh! So please do. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, um, I had a question too about uh, like, is there any kind kind of movie that you saw before this that kind of inspired your style or idea or direction for this? Definitely inspiration. So, as I mentioned earlier, I'm not a big fan fan of chick flicks yeah. at all. Um, but there are three, definitely two, if not three films i was inspired by um the two romance movies that i love that uh, again this is rare but they're also older um i think one was 2000 i could be wrong in that but it was a walk to remember yeah and then with uh mandy moore and shane west and then 2004 um ryan gosling and rachel mcadams uh the notebook yeah um and then i think this was 2008 uh hillary finch uh ps i love you okay um so those three films were kind of the inspiration behind this looking back i'm like "Uh, i don't think the notebook really inspired this at all actually i just really like the notebook (laughs) (laughs) but looking back i'm like it's it's really kind of a mixture between again inspiration um with uh, a walk to remember with and then ps i love you um essentially but instead of like the notes, it, it's yeah. more of a journal aspect. Um, but again, instead of um, the death of the leukemia uh-huh. for a walk to remember, it was mental illness being the illness. And um, and yeah, and actually um, in a walk to remember, I'm kind of thinking a Shane West takes Mandy Moore's character on like a whole bunch of fun, you yeah. know, uh, I guess, um, you know, budget or not budget um bucket bucket, bucket items like bucket, bu- list. bucket yeah. list yeah, yeah sort of thing of yeah. things that she wants to do yeah yeah um so essentially i'm like that's kind of what inspired this because i'm just like oh you know i definitely don't want it to be just a down you know super serious film i i'm like i definitely want to entertain people as well you know i definitely want to have an uplifting an uplifting um yeah just a you know, just the, the romance and, uh-huh. you know, the budding, the budding romance of the film. So essentially, yeah, um, Jake takes Allie on just a whole bunch of adventures. Um, yeah. Well, as I mentioned, Waterfall, Mountain, Holding an Owl, um, I think a music festival. And yeah. so just a lot of fun stuff um, that I really just wanted to highlight the, the just the, the new beginnings of a of a relationship. How were you able to film the uh, Bonnaroo uh, festival thing? <laughs> I was just curious. 
That was After the one. Yeah. yeah, that was the one scene that. Oh my gosh. Um, well, <laughs> originally we actually did go to a music festival. Yeah. And it was in I think Tiffin, Ohio. Okay. But um, we got some B roll there, and we actually did the speaking scenes there too. But the lighting wasn't that good on us. Yeah. So we actually, even though we kept with the B roll. Um, my colorist, Larry Williams, he said, you know, you really should reshoot this, like, you know, in order yeah. to like really have the full effect and have the high quality, you really need to reshoot this and control the lighting. So I'm like, okay. So additionally to actually, I forgot to, I failed to mention, we also went to, um, what is it called? Gaff German American festival. Oh, okay. And, uh, just a local festival. We got some B-roll there, just yeah. like, you know, different music and whatnot. Um, and and in a, a crowd, so essentially we got some footage there. But when it came to the actual speaking scenes, <laughs> because again we had to do it in yeah. a very controlled environment. Yeah. So we were looking at so many options, um, just locally. Like uh, there's a church off a local um, or nearby that has a big hill in the back. Like we were definitely thinking of places like where can we shoot with the controlled lighting, but also you know that is remote that wouldn't draw a lot of attention yeah. it also has a hill um so essentially <laughs> <laughs> so ridiculous um my uh, sound engineer is like you know my parents backyard has kind of a hill living yeah. in sylvania <laughs> so we filmed till like 4 a.m and it was actually i think that was the that was the last scene for uh joe and i think it was like end of september and it was like 40 50 degrees so in between takes we were like wiping our noses because it was so cold and yeah we were trying to hide our breath um but yeah uh and if you're wondering about the lights too so we had um battery powered lights and with controlled lighting yeah. but with the lights in the back those were just christmas lights like it's yeah it's so funny it, it, we, again we just filmed the speaking lines in someone's backyard at 3 a.m great you know, yeah yeah Movie magic. Yeah. I was wondering, I, I figured there was some kind of movie magic employed in there, but mm -hmm. I, it, it worked out really well, I thought. And I, yeah, thank yeah. you. And it's kind of crazy. I mean, <laughs> as you know, I explained it all, but that's three different locations for what a 60 second, you know, oh, yeah. scene. So it's crazy. Yeah. yeah it's, it's amazing when you can shoot like, you know, I've, I've done things in the past where I shoot one side of a conversation in like a different state and the other side of the conversation. Oh so <laughs> it's just, you know. Oh, my word. And it makes for the coolest stories in the yeah. end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like one in Michigan, one in Ohio. And you're just like, okay, That's that amazing. works. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody knows. Um, right. So um, finally, um, oh, oh, no, not finally, but one one question before my final question. You change your hair color. Your character changes her hair color in the movie did you mm -hmm. ever have to go back to the other color or did you make sure you shot things in order yeah so um again i don't even know where that came from but i think that was kind of like inspired by like just actually my own story fun. of like i've always wanted to i was bleach blonde up until like age five or six mm -hmm. and um and then my hair just gradually got getting darker and um i don't know i just really wanted to try the blonde out again um in my i guess adult life so i did and before going back to my natural color, which is brunette, um, I'm just like, you know, I want to utilize this and write into a movie for fun. Yeah. So essentially, I was blonde throughout the entire movie. Um, what okay. made me what made me um, have the brunette hair was honestly like Halloween spray. Like oh, I was, okay. so was almost every week I was ordering spray off of <laughs> Amazon or something. Just, you know, the wow, brunette that's crazy. spray. Yeah. Yeah. So it was just 
the really heavy duty hairspray. And um, mm. I was debating about getting a wig, but I'm like, ah, you know, I feel like people would be able to tell. Yeah, wigs wigs um, are really hard to pull off, I think. Yeah. 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 So I, I really debated. and mm. But man, once I got the last brunette scene out of the way, oh, <laughs> like even Joe looked at me. He's like, aren't you happy that you don't have to spray your hair anymore? And I'm like, you have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> you have no idea. <laughs> so it was a pain for sure. And I, I have a... Uh... One final fun question that I like to ask people when they're on the show sometimes. What is your guilty pleasure movie? Like something that you are Ooh. almost afraid to admit you like. <laughs> <laughs> well, <Yeah. laughs> um, what is... I can definitely answer that in a TV show. No, that's fine. TV shows work too. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, um, well, actually two shows come to mind. Oh. Um, so... I don't know why, but I was really drawn to the show Younger. I mean, honestly, it was probably Hillary Duff and just my teenage, yeah. you know, Lizzie McGuire days. Um, but that's not typically the show that I, the type of shows that I gravitate to. So uh -huh. I was really, I really loved the show Younger. I mean, I binged like <laughs> the first three seasons in like a day. I mean, it was it was fantastic. Um, as far as other TV show too, again, um, not a big reality TV show person. Uh -huh. I don't know. I just have never really gotten into them. But one show that I, I, this is definitely my guilty pleasure, um, Selling Sunset. Okay. <laughs> it's uh, yeah. a show on uh, Netflix about realtors. Yeah. And it's so funny. I visited LA actually a couple times um, in the last couple years. And I hope to make it out there this year, but we'll see. Um, but uh, to visit a friend. But um, I remember I actually, it was like May uh -huh. of 2019, I think I was in LA. And that was like. I think the month that Selling Sunset came out and I think I watched it before I went there. I'm like, I need to, I need to go, you know, look at the office. So I remember, I remember walking to the, the Selling Sunset office. Um, well, what is it? Oppenheim group. I remember, um, walking there. Um, I think like, I don't know. I don't think it was from my Airbnb. It was, it's, I was somewhere in the area. It was definitely on, um, Sunset Boulevard. But yeah, and I, I got there like 10 minutes after they closed. And oh, I'm like, geez. oh, crap. That would have been so <laughs> cool. Because I guess they do like walk out and say hi. Like if they see people, they'll they'll walk out and That's say cool. hi. Yeah. So um, not that I'm like super fangirly or anything. Yeah. But uh, but it still would have been fun to see. Mm -hmm. So I definitely took, I snapped a picture of the office and just kind of kept walking. Um, but that's definitely my guilty pleasure, like reality TV show. Because again, <laughs> I don't watch many, but... There's something about that show and the drama really does <laughs> suck me in. And I'm not even like that type of person. So, but I, yeah, I understand my, uh, my guilty pleasure <laughs> is like catfish for some reason. I just can't get enough of that show for some reason. That's I so watch funny. It. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. um, That's awesome. Anyways, uh, do you have anything else you would like to tell our audience or anything before I let you go? Yeah, actually. So um, for those yeah. who are interested in checking out a story worth living, um, it is available all to see i mean it, it did the festival circuit um mm -hmm. was delayed a couple years due to covid yeah um, but it world debuted in hollywood it's played in six countries i think 11 major u.s cities um it's been around the world and now it's available for most people to see i say most because i have a couple followers um in canada and they're like we can't watch your film and i'm like i'm oh, so no. sorry so <laughs> yeah so hopefully it'll be available in canada soon um but definitely in the u.s for those who are interested it is on amazon prime i do know it will be i haven't announced this yet but it's okay um it will be on tubi and it will also yeah. be on google play i think Vo fandango yeah, yeah, voodoo yeah. as well um but i don't know when so i keep checking and i don't know when those are dropping but hopefully soon 
Um, but yeah, for right now, it is on the big one, which is Amazon Prime. So be sure to check that out. Yeah, I was wondering if it was going to end up on Tubi because I know the like one of the production companies I saw behind your film did a Bachelor's Valentine. Which oh is yeah, a, mm-hmm. yeah. My friend Brian's in that movie, and I was just oh yeah. awesome. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, he's a star of it. Yeah, yeah I so, definitely yeah. know. I yeah. I worked with the uh, yeah. producer for sure. Yeah, okay. on another just, Columbus film. Yeah, so yeah. I was wondering. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay. Well, um, thank you for your time, and I'll be sure to share all of your uh, links in the show notes if anybody's interested in uh, checking the movie out, which I highly recommend. Um, and uh, have a good day. Thank you. Thanks so much, Michael. No problem. Okay, that was our interview there with Vanessa Leonard. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, if you want to hear more interviews like that, let us know. If you know any anybody that you want to have on the show, let us know. That rhymes. Do it. <laughs> Yeah, it did rhyme. Yes. Do it. I'm, tell us I'm up. Tell us every person you want to be interviewed. Yes. Every person in the world. That yeah. You well, 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 it'd be good if you have any kind of way of getting a hold of them and you're friends with them. Well, yeah, true. Yeah, because you can't be like, hey, we want you to interview Tom Cruise and uh, be like, yeah, that'd be great. And you got no contact info. Yeah. I'm supposed to... <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> We're not going to go around looking for the contact, the contact info of Tom Cruise. Right. We don't have the labor power to do that. So, yeah. <laughs> Zenu never gave me the power to. Oh, anyway, so um. <laughs> oh no. In... Anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed that interview there with Vanessa. Um, <laughs> yeah, I would recommend highly, like I said before, to check out a story worth living. Um, her movie, it's really, I think, like an important film. It's it's really kind of cool to see indie films that aren't horror. <laughs> not that, yeah, not that they all are, but a lot of them are. Which well it makes sense. I love horror, but it, they're easy to make too. So, yeah, they're cheaper to make. So yeah, and uh, you know, and and if you find that that interesting, I've got some upcoming, some other people coming up too with uh, that are indie filmmakers, which I really am interested in talking to. That I've reached out to, and some have said yes to be on the show. So, and if you are an indie filmmaker and you're listening to this, um, or an actor or musician or anybody, and you want to be on the show, let us know. Mm-hmm. That'd be great that would be super cool yes any final thoughts here before we wrap this up here sesame you, you almost said ma- ma- sesame. Ma- my sesame yeah. my sesame no I, I got nothing mm-hmm. <laughs> nothing else nope nothing else alright well important thing here be good to each other look out for your friends you know take care of yourself you know yeah, um, there's help out there if you need any kind of help with anything mentally. You know, there's lots of avenues out there. Um, the best step you can take is just reaching out to somebody. Yeah. Um. Anyways, uh, that's all for today. I think. Um, make sure you uh check out anything you want from us at all two real two dot com. That's the best place to find us, and. Be good to each other. Remember that I love you. And Sesame loves you. Yep. <laughs> and until next time. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to All Too Real 2 Podcast, a Cullen Park production. Produced and edited by Michael E. Cullen II. Music by Matthew Haas. Subscribe and share the show. Visit us at CullenPark.com. 